Hi, this is Kate. And I'm Amy. And welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Crazy, crazy times happening at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going off the rails a little bit today. Yeah. <laughs> typical, typical us. This week, nothing super exciting. Nothing major going on. I spent a little time at the car dealership. Oh. Not my favorite place to be. I went initially for my, like, oil change and stuff, the usual maintenance. And then a couple days later, I had a flat tire. Well, a slow leak, shall we say. So, Amy helped me figure out how to figure out what the tire pressure was in my tire. I think it was so scary about how low it actually was. Yeah. I think that when we did it, my first thought was, well, maybe this uh, little machine doohickey is not reading it correctly because she cannot possibly be down that low. But it didn't even look like it was no, that It didn't it look didn't. flat. No. So anyway, I became an expert on my air compressor. Yes, you did. My portable air compressor. So I feel like I conquered the world on that one. <laughs> and luckily they were able to patch it up. And I didn't So did you have a nail in it or was I it? I don't know. Oh, just, just that, a... They did not tell me. Um, I just sat there for a while and I wasn't hearing anything. So I walked up and I was like, what's going on? And they were like, oh, he's able to fix it. You don't, he doesn't have to be replaced. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. So, well, that's good. Cause you know, tires are not cheap. No. And I mean, this is a new car, right? So there was barely 5,000 miles on it. And, uh, I was going to be ticked off if I had to buy a new tire. Yep. So anyway, not glamorous, but part of life. Yes. So sometimes it's nice to have a week that there's nothing going on, really. True. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, mine was pretty uneventful. I'm getting ready to go out of town for business. So in in kind of your Amy planning, I've been making a list. And um, <laughs> I love a list. I've never. It's. I'm going to Denver, and I've never been even been to Colorado. Oh, you know what? I don't, I've been to Colorado, I think, but I don't think I've been to Denver. Yeah, it's one of my, you know, I've always wanted to go to Colorado. Now, granted, I'm probably not going to get to see a whole lot. Yeah, know, it's business, but um, but I'm excited about it. Um, I know some people don't get excited about work conferences. I love a work conference. <laughs> I love, I don't know, I think it gets you kind of maybe, sometimes it's easy to get to, into a slump when you're working sometimes, and mm-hmm. I feel like a good work conference is uh is a way to kind of get pumped up again. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it breaks up kind of like the day-to-day. I think it just really depends on what your circumstances are as yeah. to how much you're able to enjoy it yeah. or not. And we're going to have a couple really good speakers, uh, celebrity folks. So well, that's fun. Yeah, so uh, so I'm excited about it. But yeah, I'm starting to do the... I actually thought it was going to be colder in Denver. And so I had this like this whole like, ooh, I'm going to wear a sweater. And I'm going <laughs> to, you know get to escape the Texas warmness. And then I realized, oh, it's going to be the same temperature there as it is here. Oh, really? I'm kind of surprised by that, too. Exactly. I think with the elevation and everything, that by this time of year, it would be pretty cold. Nope. It's going to be. Now in the morning, I think it's going to be in the 40s. But yeah, we're going to be like 70-ish. Yeah. Which is fine. Don't get me wrong. Love 70s. -hmm. But that's not exactly sweater weather for me. I got to be cold. uh, Yeah. But anyway, so I'm getting excited about it. Uh, but the, and I'm sure if something cool happens, you'll be hearing about it. Well, I hope so. <laughs> so this week, Kate and I are very excited because we <laughs> are going to talk about a show that her and I are obsessed with, uh, Sister Wives. 
scary oh my gosh um this is uh it's all over social media people talking about uh we've been watching from almost the beginning yeah and so yeah we're really excited to kind of get into it uh you and i have been catching up but we haven't really talked it out and really given our opinions and we got them oh yes a lot of them So we're going to do just a really quick recap of what the show kind of is about for people who haven't seen it. And um, embarrassingly, I've been doing a bit of a rewatch because I kind of wanted to remember some of the events because it's been on for a long time. I think we're on season 18. Yeah, I looked it up. The 18 seasons. Which is not 18 years. No. But it has been a lot of here, there, and everywhere with the the brown family yes so basic um kind of history of the show i think it started like around 2011 maybe and it was a tlc show it still is yes and it's basically um a look into the lives of a fundamentalist mormon polygamist family so not in the style of a, like a Warren Jeffs and that kind of more, I think what a lot of people think of as polygamy and what you kind of picture in your mind are the people that sort of live on compounds and have, you know, certain um, dress and look. Yeah. Um, like a cult kind right. of. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of controversy and a lot of problems over the years and really sad, sad situations. And, Um, While they're certainly, you know, linked to some of the same religious foundations, I believe, um, the look at the Brown family, the Brown is their last name, I think is really intended to give a picture of maybe a more modern approach to polygamy, if you can put it that way. Yeah. So at the beginning of the show, we're following Cody Brown, who's the husband, And he is married to three different women at the time the show starts. Mary, his first wife, Janelle, his second wife, and Christine, his third wife. And I'm pretty sure, either on the first or second episode, they introduce Robin, who Cody is sort of courting at the time and marries very quickly after the start of filming of the show. Yeah. So Robin brings her children from a previous marriage into the family. She has three kids from a previous marriage. Meanwhile, the sort of pre-existing Brown family already has many, many children. I think at the time, um, Mary has one child, Janelle has six kids, and Christine has five kids, but she's pregnant with her sixth when the show starts. So shortly after the show starts, she has her sixth child. So at the time they're living in Utah, the original four adults and their kids are living all in one house together. When Robin (laughs) joins the family, she's, there's not room in the house for her. So she lives in a house like kind of down the street. (laughs) Yeah. But then very shortly after the show starts, they move away from Utah because they have concerns about, you know, going public on this television show. So everyone now knows a secret life that they were living previously is out in the open. 
And they're concerned about repercussions from a legal standpoint. Right. So they decide to move out of Utah to Las Vegas. And, you know, Robin obviously goes with them. They all go. And uh, that's a huge upheaval in their family. Um, But then we watch them kind of settle into Las Vegas. And then, you know, (laughs) over the course of many trials and tribulations. (laughs) Yeah. um, They end up moving to Flagstaff. Arizona. Can't remember exactly at what point because in my rewatch I haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they move, and I feel like not too long after they get there, maybe a year or so, is when COVID happens. Yeah, and that's another big milestone because for things the really started to shift. Yes, so big changes. Um, so that kind of you know, obviously we all know. But COVID was, you know, started three years ago. Um, So we've kind of watched, you know, the impact of that on the family. And the impact has been significant. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about kind of where they are currently. Um, But that's kind of a basic, like, super high-level look at, you know, who we're talking about and what their circumstances are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's exciting. So so I guess we'll start, like, there are... uh, Five adults, obviously, you mentioned Mm -hmm. the husband, Cody, and then there's four wives. So I guess we're going to talk a little bit about who each person kind of is, what our thoughts are on those people. Um, And it it is kind of interesting because I think, as I mentioned to you privately, you know, the whole reason I started watching the show, I was, first of all, it was something I thought, I don't even know I would enjoy watching that. Mm -hmm. Maybe because polygamy just, first of all, I, like you said, I didn't see polygamy outside of like what gets reported in a negative way. Right. And so my first thought was, I can't believe people live this way. Why would they want to? Right. And so more of it was curiosity. And then as I got to watch it, you know, really see people, I thought, okay, well, I can see where they would, you know, I can see how they came to polygamy. I can see how their upbringings and kind of what their religious, you know, influence was and whatnot. Um, And as as a wife of now 28 years, I would say it was really fascinating to me that anyone, I mean, I think it's difficult enough to compromise with a spouse. Like that, that's, you know, the longevity of living with someone for a long time. There's always some give and take in that, in a relationship. So the idea that, that there would be three other women in the mix, I thought, there's no way I would, I mean, you know, like I can't imagine how challenging that is. So I, you know, we're, we're going to sound pretty judgy coming up here in a second, or, <laughs> but the truth is, is, um, I do admire to an extent their level of adaptability to be mm-hmm. able to even deal with it. Because yeah. I think I would have just been like, you know what? Uh, you know, I don't care what you have to say. You know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, I kind of feel the same way as you. I sort of started watching the show out of curiosity Um, I had seen some of the same kinds of footage that you had and learned some of the same things about polygamy that you had probably. Um, so it was more a surprise to me to, not that I didn't expect these people to be human, you know, (laughs) but just how very different their personalities are. And also that, you know, they're not... (laughs) They're not completely nuts to put it in, yeah. you know, to put it in a short phrase. Yeah. 
there there are moments of real you know kind of eye-opening conversations and you know they they do all seem to be very well versed and well steeped in their religious beliefs yeah which i found to be interesting because i think a lot of times you know, maybe it's just from what I've seen, but my impression is that sometimes people that are living what I would consider to be more of a controversial lifestyle, they don't always, they're not always great advocates, you know, yes, for, yes. for their reasoning for doing it. Yeah. So I have been impressed over the years um, by just their ability to kind of explain their beliefs and even you know to defend them yeah you know so it's just really interesting to me because I think when you tune into a show like this you're sort of expecting a whole lot of crazy yeah you know (laughs) yeah and I think I I do admire the fact that they and I think in the beginning that was the idea of you know why put ourselves out there right part of that was you know we want people to see that there are people that practice polygamy that aren't, like you said, a Warren Jeff situation where there right. might be child abuse or, you Welfare, know. Welfare for all. Right. And, and all kinds of things And like that, at yeah. least in the beginning, too. I mean, you really did see it seemed like everyone kind of had an equal voice and an mm-hmm. equal part. You know, it wasn't like, you know. I mean, they would say things like, well, Cody's the head of the family, but he was never treated like he was the head of the family right. if you watched it. <laughs> You know, people would say, oh, yeah, my husband wears the pants. And you're like, no, he doesn't. Yeah. So it, it was definitely a lot, a lot different. And I think that was, you know, what they wanted to, to show. And I know that's take, it can't be easy because you're putting yourself out there and you're putting your kids out there. Right. And, um, and then, of course, we've seen how the kids have gotten older. And just mm-hmm. like in life, whether it's monogamy or polygamy, relationships change. Yeah. You know, life is, looks different. And that became ever so more complicated when you have people who are becoming empty nesters at the same time someone else still has little kids. Right. Like literally just had a baby. Right. (laughs) So it just, it just is different. And so it's been interesting, I think for me, just to kind of see how that, how they've managed it or not managed it as the case may be. Um, And yeah, we'll get into COVID and everything, but that really revealed a lot of problems Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't make it any easier to resolve because of the distance and stuff. But yeah. anyway, so we're going to talk about, let's talk about the adults. So I guess we'll yep. start with Cody. Cody. Oh, Cody. <laughs> so much <laughs> to say. <laughs> and not just his hairdo. No, I mean the hair. Come on. Come on, dude. The hair's crazy. We, uh, we're not on camera, so we can't, you know, show, but check it out yeah google can say just google it definitely goog the uh the hair <laughs> the situation hair. <laughs> yeah yeah it's okay it's okay first of all it's okay to lose your hair it's okay to go bald we don't care right we really don't oh no many very attractive bald men out very there. maybe that's a whole show we'll talk about <laughs> uh but yeah this is a perfect example of trying to hang on to something and it's just sometimes you just gotta let it go right yeah he actually started off okay I mean he's a little he's a little quirky like definitely very quirky guy um but I agree with you I think they they've all changed um I'm not gonna say mature yeah definitely yeah Um, don't want to use that (laughs) word they have changed over the years and you know through different circumstances you can see how different things in the family have affected them we'll talk about that a little bit but 
I do think that Cody, you know, like when he first came on the screen, he wasn't like super offensive or no. anything like that. He seemed like a normal person, you know. Normal-ish. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Normal-ish. I always found him to be immature. Mm-hmm. Very immature. Um, now, in fairness, I don't really know how old they were when we first started watching them, but my guess is they were in their 30s. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, they weren't like 20-year-olds. No, because the, the older kids were, like, I would have said in, like, a middle school. I mean, I, I think yeah. him and Mary got married relatively young. Yeah. I think it was, I like, an 18, they, 19 yes. situation. Yeah. I think they got married young. But even, you know, having said that, I always found him to be just really immature in his responses to things but I also think it's he's he really likes to be the center of attention oh absolutely that was going to be my my comment when you're the leader of anything business whatever usually that is an evolved position Mm -hmm. it's not something that you know you just start off with right um and I think that you know, again, maybe through their faith, they kind of see, you know, oh, the husband is the leader of the family. And I think for me with him is he lacks a degree of intellect, Mm -hmm. you know, where he tries to act like he's knowledgeable about something and he's not. He's very much a know-it-all kind of And I was like, it's okay not to know something. Right. You know, and, and lately, at least within this recent season too, it's like he'll say something and then try to explain what it is. And I want to go, TLC, we know, we know what a frittata is. You don't need to, right. ex- we don't need him on camera explaining to us right. what something is. Or let me explain to you guys what COVID is. We know what COVID is. You know, right. we're all here. You know, <laughs> it's like someone who tries to explain a joke. If it was funny and you were smart enough to get it, you shouldn't have to exactly. explain it. Exactly. Um, and I think that's the thing that I, you know, I like someone who like is genuine about who they are mm-hmm. and you know what your shortcomings are. Right. You know, like, I don't know a lot about this or I don't know, you know, just say that. Just be like, look, I don't know. Yeah. And it doesn't make you less of a person mm-hmm. or a leader of your family. No, it shows a level of self-awareness, which yeah. to me is a sign of you know, intellect and maturity. Yep. I think for him, again, it's that kind of showboat mentality of let me show you how smart I am. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because when he thinks he's being insightful, he's just like focusing on all the wrong things. Yeah. You know? So yeah, he's, he's pretty tough to take, I think. Yeah. But I will say what he's not is aggressive, controlling. I don't think. Yeah. I find him to be, if anything, you know, I have a phrase that I use rarely, but to me, he's a person who he's never met a confrontation that he didn't run away from. Right. You know, (laughs) he's, he's just not, he's not antagonistic. He's not abusive. No, none of that. And he does not want to have to confront things that are difficult. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think he thinks he does <laughs> because, right. and I'm thinking back to the whole, um, like I remember them going to Utah at some point in the show to participate in some kind of a protest over some laws that were being yes. um, discussed in their state government. Right. Because polygamy is illegal. Right. And, um, but yet there's a lot of people in that community that still yeah. practice it, but they do it kind of, you know, obviously on, on the, the hush hush. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah. Was so I think to... he saw that as like this big, like I'm taking a stand kind of, yeah. you know, I'm confronting the bat, the man or the bad yeah. guy. And I mean, I guess on some level, yes, but then you can't, 
have a conversation with your grown children because it seems like you're you're just cowardly when it comes to having to confront mistakes that you've made. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess maybe it depends on your definition of what like kind of a leader is. But to yeah. me, he really it does not wear that label. No. Yeah. All right, Mary. We'll start with wife number one. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mary, Mary, Mary. Mary. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to start with some positives. Okay. My positives for her, well, I will say, because I, I think I felt the most sadness for her. Mm-hmm. So Mary only has the one child. Yes. And that one child uh, was, you know, one of the older ones. So like, you know, maybe of the entire family, kid number three or four. I'm not Something exactly like sure. that, yeah. For all the moms, they all have lots of kids in their house. We mentioned six, six, and five. Mm-hmm. And so when Mary's child graduated um, and went off to college and they're, you know, going on, Mary was the first and really only person um, up until this past year that was a true empty nester. Right. And that really, I felt worse for her because... I feel like, and I, I don't blame the other parents necessarily, but it just, they couldn't understand, I think, the same thing she was going through. Yeah. And I think that's how she got involved in all that catfishing ridiculousness mm-hmm. and just that need to feel... She was lonely. Right. And probably didn't feel needed. Exactly. You know? And then hadn't found, like, what's what what's in it for me? Like, what's what can I do? And right. And that's not uncommon if you're a monogamous. Like, you know, people, you know, kids going off to college or, or graduating from high school and going off on their own. And you're kind of left with, what do I do now? Right. That's you a know? huge life shift. Yeah. And I think even earlier in their relationship, even though she had one child and the others had so many especially before Robin came into the picture Mm -hmm. and they were all living in the same house, they had an interconnectivity between them that they were all raising those kids. Right. Like Mary and Christine were very hands-on with raising the kids. Janelle was working. Cody was working. Um, But I think she had a, a purpose. Yeah. Even beyond just having her one child, even when that child was small. So... But then when you get older, and so many of the kids have gotten older, and Robin's scenario was such that she really never integrated her children in terms of parenting. Correct. With all of the other kids and moms. Yeah. Um, She had her own babysitter. She kind of kept that part of her world. At least, you know, this is how... I guess we could caveat all of this by saying this, this is, how is what it looks on like on TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we don't know these people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it seemed like she kept that part of her life more separated. Right. Right. Um, so I get it too. And I they were living separately. Like right. even though in Las Vegas, they ev- eventually moved from Reynolds and they built homes right next to each other. And, and I think a lot of them like that, but they're, you're right. They, they didn't grow up in the traditional sense. And so for Mary, it was, I think, difficult. And I, you know, whether it was intentional or not, I don't think it was. I don't think anybody else in the family really understood what she was going through. Yeah. And really just couldn't help her in a way that she probably needed. Mm -hmm. And I think it also didn't help that I think, although I didn't see it at the time when I was watching it, I see it more now. I think with Cody, it appears that 
his obligations seem to be so much more focused on the kids than his adult relationships. And that, the little kids. Yes. So now it's like Mary doesn't have any kids in the house. Right. So it's like, oh, I, you don't need me. Right. Because I need to, I've got little kids over here Mm -hmm. and I need to go over here because, you know, I've got little, you know, younger kids and they need me. And I think that's where part of, I think it probably started a little bit before that, but I think that there is, that was definitely the disintegration of yeah. like, cause you have to have a relationship with your spouse. Yeah. You know, they, they need time. We alluded, or I think you mentioned that Mary had a catfish experience, right. which, you know, at the time that that happened, that was such a new term. Yeah. And I don't think people really understood what it meant. And definitely her family didn't understand what it meant. Yeah. Um, but I think that happened directly after her child left home. And so there was the empty nester thing. And then there was the catfishing thing. And it's like her relationship with Cody which to hear them talk about was already kind of rocky before that even happened. Although it did not appear that way on the show, they kind of talk about it subsequent to the empty nest and the catfish. Like, well, you know, we were already in trouble and it just seemed like in reality, they just never recovered from that. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is a good segue for the negative, which I feel like for Mary has been, she has a very, needy personality yes she you know she seems to internalize a lot of things uh, in the wrong way like mm-hmm. you know you're watching it on screen at least what you're watching on screen right and you know somebody says something and she immediately just goes down this doomsday right type you know she takes um, everything personally right yeah. and um and you know that's i would think it would be just difficult to have a relationship with someone like that you know yeah. where you don't want to be around somebody who's constantly whining about something or <laughs> you know you're not doing this or you're not doing that and and there was i forget what season it was but it was never more apparent i think when she was going through that catfishing and i think part of my issue with her on that was she never really owned up to her part in that yeah which is i mean certainly not the cat fishing part I mean that's terrible oh yeah um it's the idea that you were online having probably what would be described as emotional affair with someone that you have met online that you thought was at least another man right and what that would what that means to your relationship and while I can certainly sympathize with someone who feels like they're not getting a lot out of their relationship it's like look you have choices you know right you have to deal with that in a different way right and say hey we need to spend time together right you know and no I agree totally I think she's very woe is me she's very attention seeking and um and I agree like watching her go through that catfish situation and then the repercussions with the family it's like you just wanted to like reach through the TV and like shake her by her shoulders and yeah. just say, what are you doing? Like, why are you making this so much harder on yourself and everyone right. by, you know, first of all, dragging it out. Yeah. And, you know, I think Cody's perspective on it was once they realized what was happening and once Mary actually told them because if you'll remember, she kind of kept it secret for quite a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can understand why. I'm sure she was mortified. Right. You know? But once she finally told the family, 
it was like then that became like another thing of oh well this is I'm getting a lot of attention for this even if it's negative attention yeah um and I think Cody's perspective was this person didn't exist in reality and the more we talk about it and the more attention we give to it the harder it is to move past it. Yeah. So I think he was a little bit too much on the other extreme of, hey, we have to ignore it because I think that's kind of, again, his personality. No. Yep. Um, but it was like Mary was the polar opposite of, yep. let me see how much I can milk this experience for in yep. terms of sympathy. I'm a victim. And victim, yeah. Right, as opposed to, well, yes, but also, like, and I think that's how she wanted it, it kind of evolved into this I'm a victim and I didn't have a part right and I never at least on the show it was never you know there was never any discussion either between the sister wives or her and Cody about mm-hmm. like well how did you get here right you know what are you doing I mean right. and the, the exception to that was her daughter mm-hmm. you know at the time was she was the only one I think that saw it right for what it was and really kind of let her have it you yeah. know, as opposed, you know, it's in terms of like her relationship with her dad and stuff like that. And then like that. Mary took, you know, kind of and used that, re- that relationship woe with her child yeah. to stretch that into another, you know, woe is me. Yes. Everybody hates me. How am I ever going to, you know, recover from this? I don't know. I don't want to be too hard on her because I do think it was a really horrible thing that this person did to her. Yeah. Um, but like you said, you gotta, you gotta take your accountability for your part in it. And it's the kind of thing where if it was just that, I'd say here was a really challenging part in her life and she's really, you know, moved on and and done other things, but that's her personality. Yeah. Now I will say, I do appreciate the fact that she's, you know, she's doing her own business. She's taking, um, and I, I do like that. She's kind of said, look, I'm going to take care of me. Right. You know, cause she's right. No one else is going to do that. Yeah. Um, and she does seem smart, capable, um, you know, independent in a lot of ways, even though we say she's needy, you know, especially at this point in their lives. Well, the only thing I I wish for her, and that may be the case, because we know that the, the episodes that are out are behind, right? Because we know that there's, you know, kind of, we have an awareness of the things that are going on now as far as like what's in social media and stuff. But mm-hmm. in terms of just dealing with the episodes that are out, you know, she still feels like she can be married to Cody. And we all know uh, he has stated multiple camera, times he has no wish to be married to her. No, he has said several times, I do not consider myself married. Yeah. And even I think a couple weeks ago, he said, I don't understand why she's still here. Yeah. And, and I mean, can you imagine? I mean, come on. I, I feel like that's another thing that's so frustrating about Mary is like, I understand being optimistic. I understand wanting to like work for something that yeah. you think, hey, this may be hard, but we can get through it. That's admirable, right? Sure. But at some point, it's like, it takes two people. Self respect. Right. It takes two people. Like for me, it would have been an ultimatum. I would have been like, hey. I know we've been through some things mm-hmm. and I think we need to have a conversation. And that conversation is, are we going to try? Right. And, and, you know, either through therapy or through whatever, we're going to try to mend this relationship or. Do I know, need to move on? Why do I need to move yeah. on? I mean, cause if you're not even interested, yeah, then what's the point? You yeah. know, like you can't want something for someone else. Right. You know, and you may say, Hey, look, I'm still, 
you know, into this or whatever. And I don't get it. I don't understand why. I guess there's a religious component to it for her. I think, you know, I don't understand this well because obviously I'm not Mormon. I wasn't raised in that faith, but yeah. The little bit that I do understand about it, you know, these marriages and these relationship commitments that they make, they consider to be eternal, right? you know, that in whatever the afterlife looks like, that they're going to continue to be with these people. And that's part of the belief of polygamy is that's why you grow your family, because these are your people that you're taking into the forever with yeah. you. Yeah. So I get it. I don't know that they, um, I don't think they really focus that much on Mary's um, spirituality. Yeah. In the early seasons, they do a little bit. That becomes kind of less and less for all of them, frankly, yeah. over the years. Yeah, but... I know. In the beginning, it was like, we have church in the house. And right. then it was like, everything was a barbecue later. And... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wonder if that, doesn't have something to do with it, but I'm sure it's also fear. And, yeah. you know, the other like elephant in the room is the financial dependence that they have on each other. Sure. You know, and I think that's becoming um, more at the forefront with the latest happenings with some of the other wives where you realize, I think Mary may actually be one of the people that's in the best position in yeah. terms of finance, at least the way they portray it on the show is that she kind of has multiple businesses that are she hers does. and but you know just trying to figure out why she hangs on I guess I've always kind of related it to she doesn't believe in getting divorced yeah you know? I know you make a good point although I'm thinking that if it were me and I wanted to take someone into eternity I'd want to take someone with me who liked me I know <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with it. You know, like just to be around, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I hope, for, I hope for her sake that it will not be a limitation because I feel like, and you're right. I, do, I haven't grown up with that same kind of concept or whatever, but I feel like we have one life on this earth. Yeah. And, um, you know, why be unhappy and why, why, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's someone out there for you, I, I think. I know, but that's just it. Like, Again, I've been And doing... as needy as she is, she needs someone who can focus attention just on her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, let's move on from Mary All right. and talk about wife number two. J Janelle. Janelle. Okay, so I'm just going to say it. Janelle is my favorite wife. I love Janelle. <laughs> I don't love her. her um, favorite wife is a taboo term. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we know but Cody doesn't have a problem with that's it. That's right. So. So, yes. But no, I love Janelle. I, I see Janelle as being very kind of easygoing, a very, she's a good mom. Yeah. You know, she obviously really, really loves her kids, which honestly, I think all of them do. Oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. there's anybody who is like failing in the parenting no, <laughs> department. No, they do love Although their kids. Although maybe later on we have, you know, Cody struggling a oh, bit. Oh, for sure. Janelle did not grow up in the fundamentalist Mormon religion. She was a Mormon, mm -hmm. um, but she didn't grow up in a polygamist culture. So she met Mary, and then she met Cody, and the three of them were friends before Mary and Cody even got married, I Yeah, because Janelle was married before she Cody. She was married, yeah. I think she was married to... Did, um, didn't have kids, but... One of their siblings, one of their brothers. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember exactly the way that And then was like her out. mom... And Cody's mom? Her mom married Cody's dad. Oh, that's right. A few months before <laughs> so she weird. married Cody. 
So Janelle's mom converted to that's right the fundamentalist Mormon religion mm-hmm. and happened to meet Cody's dad just a few months before Janelle and Cody got married. So it's not like they don't have any like you know they're, they're not, not blood connected at right. all. So but it's, still a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. What do you think about Janelle? I I love Janelle. Um. Like you said, I feel like you know if you're looking at personalities to get involved in polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm doing that. Um, she's that personality. She's somebody who I have seen as someone who compromises the most. Definitely. Um, but yet she has, what I appreciate about her, she has a very logical mind. Yes. And so when there have been times where people have got their head in the clouds, Janelle's like, let me tell you what's in the checkbook. Right. You know what I mean? And you need that. You need to have that person that says, you know, you've got to live in reality. Yeah. She's not the person that's the the center of attention she's very you know anti that and I think that in a way that's what I think works best between her and Cody yeah has been that because he's the showboat oh yeah and she's fine with not being she's happy to let him yeah yeah um I think what's made me sad most recently is that he really seemed to have turned against her almost in a way Mm -hmm. the episode where she told him you know, you're my best friend. I want to tell you everything. And he had no response to yeah. that. Not you're also my best friend right. or I also like talking to you. I mm-hmm. think that was telling Yeah, for someone who's just done nothing to, to, to earn that. A lot of times Cody's issue with her is that he feels like she's too independent, that she makes too many decisions without him. Yeah. But her response to that is always, look, I'm here with these six kids and you're rarely here. Yeah. What else am I going to do? I have to run this household. I have to take care of this family. And so, yes, I'm going to be making some decisions when sometimes I'm not going to be able to get your input. This would be interesting for Cody to know that in a lot of monogamous relationships, we don't advise our husbands either. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Or the other way around. Yeah. I mean, you know, like it's not not every decision has to be made by two people right you know uh you know yes we like to think major decisions the big stuff the big stuff but especially as you grow your family that would been one of my critiques was if you were having all these issues with time and decisions being made why on earth would you go and add a fourth wife right with a built-in more kids and then have more kids and then have more and then say i'm going to be able to have that type of relationship you know, with four wives, even if you were spending like on a rotating basis, you know, you're, it's going to be a week plus before you see that same family again. Right. right? So, right. um, yeah, decisions get made in a week. Yeah. You know, sorry. <laughs> Especially when you got six kids. Right. So, uh, so yeah, but Janelle, yeah, I don't think there's anything to, to not like about her. No, I, guess. I don't either. And I think she, um, you know, she's gone through a lot of things on the show. She has, um, been very open, especially in the earlier seasons about dealing with like weight issues yeah. and she's just a fighter. You yeah. know, I just, I love her, her outlook. I mean, none of them are perfect, obviously, right. but We're I just, human. I, I see a lot of things about her that I think, gosh, you know, she just seems like a really great person. Right. You know, like you'd want to be friends with yeah, her. Yeah, absolutely. And that you can root for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I know she's in Arizona or wherever she's at, but yeah, Janelle, if you hit come to Texas. That's right. Look us up. Hit us up for All lunch. right. <laughs> Christine. Christine. 
I do love Christine. I love Christine too. <laughs> I really do love Christine. I love her spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her positivity. I love her energy. Um, I actually really appreciate her honesty. Yeah. I know sometimes it's easy to not communicate your feelings Mm -hmm. for fear of how that's going to affect somebody. I don't think she's harsh, but I think she's, you know, very clear about why she feels a certain way when she feels it. And I think it's interesting, the evolution in her in that regard, because at the beginning, I think she even says this, you know, she just wanted to do everything to please Cody. Yeah. She never questioned him. She, if he wanted it, she did it. Um, I don't think it was out of like a a sense of him being controlling with her. It was just, she, she also will say she doesn't really like confrontation, but you see her grow and evolve through the years and through different circumstances to where you're right. Now she has this really like refreshing approach to saying how she feels and especially here in the last you know Mm -hmm. three years she's really been put in a lot of situations where I think she's had some pretty major wake-up calls and not shied away from it well and then being able to express what your needs are right and say hey this is what I need you know in any relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's you know between a spouse or Mm -hmm. whatever the other thing too that I I do appreciate is you know, look, we're all human. We're, we're not always our best selves. And I think with Christine, what I've, she's done several times is to admit when she was wrong yes. about something. Yeah. And she hasn't tried to twist it into some like, oh, that's because it was this. She's right. been very vocal that she had a hard time when Robin came into the family. Yeah. That she had convinced herself she wanted to be the last wife. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of how their relationship evolved and everything. But you can see on the show where she's really... I think tried, you know, but she's told Robin, Hey, I didn't, you know, she wasn't hiding behind something saying, you know, Oh, I didn't, you know, and she did that early on too. Yeah. I, I, again, in my rewatch, I was watching a a scene a a couple weeks ago where she and Robin were having lunch way years ago before Mm -hmm. COVID, um, where she was telling her, you know, look, I've really struggled, you know, yeah. with this. And and it wasn't necessarily you personally. Right, it was, it was change in the circumstances. And I think the biggest thing for her has been the division of Cody's attention. Absolutely. And his, you know, whether he wants to admit it or not, which he does not. Yeah. His favoritism towards Robin and her kids in terms of his availability and his time. I have to say like one of the most heartbreaking things to me, and I don't know, but I bet if we talked to Christine, she would say this may have been the straw that broke the camel's back. No pun intended. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that totally came out wrong. Um, Was when Isabel had to have her scoliosis surgery in the middle of COVID and Cody did not go with them to North Carolina to have the surgery. Right. How could he have done that to them? Right. And especially since not long after that, he went to a wedding. Right. It was uh, some, something else that he did. He was was asked to officiate a wedding and, and in his mind, he justified, well, I can't not go to that. Right. But I was happy to miss my daughters. I mean, this was a major surgery. Yeah. And Christine, you know, and 
Isabel yeah. wanted him there. Well, and in his, I think his explanation of that, as I recall, had to do with, well, you know, she's going to be there for however many days, weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, and then I'd have to quarantine because I couldn't go back to Robin's house essentially. Right. Um, and my thought was, I don't know why we're not talking about alternatives. I don't know. First of all, I don't know why you're saying I have to, you don't necessarily have to be there the whole time. Right. But how about be there for the actual surgery, surgery. you know, and say, Hey, why don't I do this? And then I'll have to come home. Well, and I don't, like I said, I don't know Christine, but my guess is that had to be a major turning point for her because I know she was already struggling and you know we'll get into it a little bit later but you know the COVID the situation was very hard for them they didn't all have the same opinion about how things should be handled Cody was very much you know it's my way or the highway and he was extremely conservative in his views and you know he felt like he had good reasons for that and I'm not going to argue too much on that end but it's like he never evolved with, no. with the circumstances of the disease. He kind of he kind of dug his heels in yeah. and it was like he didn't want to contradict himself. Right. But that's where I feel like as a family unit, they really kind of failed um, because at no point did it seem like, again, appearing on the show, that they came together and decided as a group. Right. You know, let's talk this out. Let's, you know, and, and really be honest about mm-hmm. like, this is how I feel. Right. This is the circumstances that we have because you had small kids you've got kids still living at home but working or having school or whatever the case is and we have to like you said go through each like we all did kind Mm -hmm. of say okay this is where we're at right now and how are we going to handle this as a family right um you know what can we do if 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 somebody doesn't feel comfortable why weren't there more of those sit six feet apart right at, at our <laughs> outside at our 25 acres that we own exactly. that there's nothing on hello and at least coyote have, pass yeah <laughs> and have have some conversations hey you know what you up to this week you know so it just it really it's like he just started to hibernate as a bear mm-hmm. and it that's where everything went off but yeah. anyway so that anyway. was christine. christine we're getting ahead of ourselves yes now we're on to the final wife oh my god robin Robin, welcome to the family. I wish I could say there was a positive. I've got none. Oh, really? I have no positives about Robin. Okay, so I think we have maybe differing opinions about Robin. (laughs) (laughs) And now, in fairness, and just to kind of set the stage, I really don't dig into the show too much outside of what's on the show. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm vaguely aware of like, you know, conversations on social media about the Browns, but I really don't know that much except for what I see on the show. So I think that definitely um, helps shape my opinions. Right. I think Robin is a good communicator, better than most of the people in the family in terms of, you know, being able to like get to the meat of something and not shy away from it. I think for good or for bad, I'm not sure which, she communicates better with Cody than some of the other wives do. I definitely see her as more of an outsider, but it's interesting because in the current situation, you know, they make it seem like she and her kids never really integrated into the family. 
And I think in some ways that's true, like in terms of the parenting, like I yeah. said before. I don't. Th- I think she really kind of kept her kids with a nanny, with a sitter, with her niece, I think, lived with them sure. for a while or whatever. Um, so in that way, but in a lot of other ways, like her kids were right there in Vegas when they were all living in the same cul-de-sac yep. together, playing with all the other kids. And so I don't see that she really separated them in that way. I don't know. I guess I just... I do think, I think she's a good mother. I think she cares about her kids. Do I think that she has, you know, designs on making sure that she gets what she wants? Absolutely. I absolutely do think that. Um, But I don't know. I'm interested to hear more about why you (laughs) feel the way you feel about her. Because maybe I'm missing something. I think she wants, um, and, and, and the same thing, whether she knows it or not, I think, isolating her need for Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he has bought into that. Yeah. You know, Oh, well the kids need you. They, mm-hmm. we need you to be here and everything. And I don't think she consciously sees that as, well, if you're with me, you're not with yeah. other people. Um, now that definitely is a flaw that I see in her that she doesn't seem to, Again, at least she doesn't verbalize it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to see the reality of the amount of time that Cody spends with her and her family. Yeah. And the amount of time that he doesn't spend with everybody else because right. of it. So, yeah, I do think that's definitely something that I'm like, you got to, you know, you need to be, you wonder why people are frustrated with you. Yeah. This is part of it. Right. 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 And, and then, you know, you become that person that is in the way of, Mm -hmm. you know, well, if Cody didn't feel like he had to be at your house all the time, we might have a better relationship Mm -hmm. and then wonder why you're having, you know, those issues. Um, I don't think it's because she's trying to be a mean person, Mm -hmm. but I do think that that is why so much of it is, but that's the thing. I think you make a commitment say, I want to be part of a plural family what you're also saying is I'm making a commitment to compromise right. in my relationships. And what I see on camera is she doesn't compromise on anything that she needs mm-hmm. or wants. And I mean, I can even go back to, I remember uh, when they were still in Vegas and she wanted to start up that jewelry company right. and she was the only one who was excited about it. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. Like that's your thing. But if you're saying, Hey, let's get together as a family mm-hmm. and make a decision on something that we think might be a business, then what you should be listening to is what everyone else is saying. Right. If they're saying that's not something I can get around. Mm-hmm. Then you got to move on. Right. Unless you want to do it for yourself. Or do it by yourself. Yeah. And I remember like she gave Mary a really hard time when Mary said that she wanted to go back to school. That's exactly what I was going to bring like, up. It was like, you know, and that was not, that was an ugly time for Robin. Right. <laughs> well, and that, that to me showed who you show me who you are. Right. And when Mary said, Hey, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. And again, she's going through some, some issues. And so I think in her way, this is like, Hey, how can I reinvent myself? What is something I've always wanted to do, but didn't have the time to do it. Right. Instead of Robin jumping in and saying, you know, if this is what is important to you. I support you. Mm -hmm. It became a, Oh, but aren't you going to do the jewelry with me? And, and then the same thing happened when, um, you know, just recently when Mary was like, Hey, I'm going to be spending more time up there. And she's like, I'm worried about Rob. And I was like, if she was, if she was a friend Mm -hmm. and, or whatever it is, a supportive person, why Mm -hmm. would you be worried that what you're going to say to your friend, if you say, this is what's best for me Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, Oh, 
you know, I don't, I don't want you to go because it's, it's how it affects her. And so mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of selfishness yeah. that comes from her. But, she, but I mean, in fairness to her though, she did say in both of those instances, now I don't know how long it took her to get there, Yeah, but she did say, you know, no, I don't want you to feel bad about going back to school. Of course, if that's important yeah. to you, I support that. Same with Mary now saying, I'm going to move my business up to, I can never remember the name of the town with the B&B. Oh, yeah, it's Parowan or something something like that. Anyway, you know, Robin did say, you know, well, you know, but but it's like she can't, she can't really be happy about it for Mary because she still keeps saying, but I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to leave. But, and then she'll even say, you know, but I understand why you would want to leave because yeah. it sucks for you. But here. see, that like, to me, what is, reason do you have to stay? That to me is an emotional manipulation. Yeah, that is because even if I'm thinking it, like if your instinct, and and that's why I say, like my instinct for my friend would be, I want what makes you happy. Right. Bottom line. Absolutely. This is, you know, I support you. And even in my mind, if I'm thinking, oh, that's going to make me sad, but you my keep friends it to yourself. Me. Yes, keep it in your head <laughs> because the, the idea is, I'm not about to make you feel guilty right and that's exactly what yeah is happening um is and you know, i'm you, gonna say how i really feel about it and, and not just a dismissive like oh i'm gonna miss you but right like you said a repetitive right like i'm but gonna you're not you gonna feel guilty there, right well, right you're still gonna live here right yeah <laughs> and then i would just i've gotten tired of the whole robin as the uh intermediary between cody and the other wives right like well what he's really trying to say is yeah. I'd be like shut up i can have <laughs> i've been married to him for 25 years you know what i'm saying like I that do. would really irk me oh it would irk the hell out of me but i was like I, I was i'm, somebody already, I'm like... already sharing his his nakedness with you right. do you think i can have a one-on-one here can you get out of my way <laughs> Well, yeah, but that's because you and I are both like strong people who know our own minds and who speak, you know, for ourselves. Right. You know, Mary loves it when Robin gets in the middle because Mary doesn't know how to talk to Cody. Right. That's true. But then I'm thinking from Robin's perspective, how do you think it is that you're having issues with your uh, with the other sister wives when it's like, I don't want I don't. It's not like I'm not Catholic. I don't want to have to go through priests to get to God. Right. I just want <laughs> I just want to talk to you. You know, and whatever it is. Um, and it, it is kind of interesting because in the beginning, they talked a lot about how our relationships are with each other are private, meaning Cody and each of the right. wives. And so we don't talk about our relationships amongst, you know, the mm-hmm. wives or whatever. But lately, it's been a free-for-all. Oh, hell yeah. And, I mean, Cody and Robin are talking about everything and everybody. Right. <laughs> and it would make me mad because it's even this latest one where Mary had this conversation about moving back up or spending more time. Mm-hmm. And, and Cody immediately shot the look to Robin like, you know, Robin's already told him this information. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, let's not pretend like he's hearing it for the first time. Right. Yeah. And that also would make me mad. Yeah. To be like. Okay. So maybe there's a few things to dislike about Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I didn't even mention the eyebrow situation. Oh, come on, girl. But... What is happening? <laughs> like, well, you know, Mary went through a period of. Why is it about the eyebrows with these wives? Know. Well, they all draw on their eyebrows, or yes. maybe not all. I'm not going to say that because I don't actually know for Christine and Janelle. Yeah. I haven't paid that much attention. And look, I'm sensitive. I got to draw mine on because <laughs> mine are like non-existent. But like, I want them to look like they could have like been there. natural, right? Right. Like I if mean, you didn't get super close, you can't tell. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not nice. I don't want to make fun of somebody's appearance, but the eyebrow situation, yeah. not. 
this season, but the previous season was just so overt. I was yes. like, do you not see yourself before you, right. like, does the camera yeah, man TLC say, say like, hey, hey, can we tone that down out with that a little bit? Well, and to me, like, I don't like to body shame people, but, but if you're doing something to yourself, it's like, you can fix it. Like, it's like a hairdo that doesn't, isn't attractive. Right. Like I'm not making fun of your nose or <laughs> I'm not making fun of, you know, if you've got six fingers, right. I'm saying <laughs> the eyebrow. Yeah. Because when you look at other pig, you're like, your eyebrows are fine, girl. What are you doing? Well, that's the thing is that I never noticed it until last season. And I think I mentioned it to you and you were like, Oh, there's like a whole TikTok about yeah. her eyebrows. <laughs> that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hush My Mouth Pod. Bye. Bye. Hush my mouth. I won't be able to. <laughs> um, hush. I can't do it. <laughs>